bring a fresh manna to us so that we might be able to deal with the times that we're living in. Oh, I thank you, Father. I thank you that you're in complete control. And as we watch things unfold right before our eyes, you have it written in your word about what's happening. That's why we can be stable and fixed. He is the rock of our salvation. Jesus, King of kings and Lord of lords. We submit to your leadership. We yield to you. I pray that you would make Pastor Mamie and my tongue as the pen of a ready writer. We might speak the words that you speak. We might bring your presence into this place. Hallelujah. We're going to believe for greater things. We're going to believe for healing. We're going to believe for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We're going to believe for miracles. We're going to believe for signs and wonders. You know why? Because you're a great God. And you can do even greater than we think. So we're yielding to you today. Spirit of the living God, just, just move among us. Move among us. Bring reality to us. Reality. Bring truth to us. That's reality. Not really necessarily what you hear in the news. But we want reality from heaven. He will show us things to come. Praise God. He's promised that. Now all we have to do is believe Him for it. And He will reveal it. Let's seek truth. Amen. Let's seek truth. But we're going to do something different today. The team is going to be playing as we minister. And today's title, Pastor, maybe you come up. You might uh, notice in front of you on the uh, chair, there's a little government approved <laughs> communion. They are a little hard to get open, but we're not going to take that right now. We're going to teach on it. And the title today is? The Power of Holy Communion. Yes. Praise God. So, yeah, the service. Am I a little loud? Yes. The service is going to be a little different today. Um, and we like that. We're going to just change up the format. We want to keep it in a little more prayerful atmosphere as we talk about communion and open up our heart to understand the meaning of communion, the power of communion. And so we're going to just skip our normal welcome. We're going to do some of those things Thank at you, the end. And let's just, you know, you can stand, you can sit. We just want to keep ourselves in an attitude of prayer. Just open up your heart, listen to the music. Allow the Spirit of God to move and minister to your yeah. heart. You know, that song that we were singing, that last song, Alleluia, the words in it, you know, all the angels cry out in heaven. There are the angels around the throne of God in heaven, 24 elders around the throne of God in heaven. Night and day, they are saying, holy, holy, holy to the Lord. And so what we're doing here is a part of that worship. We want to connect our heart with what's going on in heaven. Yes. 
because when it says all the angels cry out, holy is the Lord, and all the earth replies, holy are you. Holy are you. And when I sing that verse, I sometimes think our bodies are made out of the dust of the earth. Amen? Yes. And so is the earth, is all, of course, created by God, and all creation does cry out. It's groaning for its day of full redemption. But when we sing that verse, all the earth re replies, holy are you. Are you letting the earth of your earth suit <laughs> cry out to God? Holy are you. Hallelujah. All the earth replies, holy are you. And there's really only one reason that humanity can even do that can come to the throne of God, it's because of the blood of Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank because you. our sins separated us from God. And God's original creation, God's holy intention for all of us was to be one with Him. And He made a way for us to be restored to Him. And that restoration isn't just a little fix-up. Come on. Come on. That restoration is to bring us back to where Adam and Eve were in the garden, one with God. They said they walked naked and unashamed before God, known by God, fully known by God. And that's what he's after. He's after us to let ourselves be fully known to him and to know him back. And the fact that he shed his blood on the cross made a way. It opened the door for us to have that fellowship, that restoration, to be one with Him again. Yes, hallelujah. Jesus isn't meant to just be added to our life. He becomes our life. Can I hear it? Amen. amen. That's good preaching. So let's just, you know, let's just maybe softly sing a little bit of that melody. what it's like in heaven right now. Just close your eyes. Yes. Use your imagination.
blood still speaks today. It speaks of mercy. It speaks of forgiveness. It speaks of pardon. It speaks of healing. That blood speaks today. that blood has made a way for you. That blood has purified you and cleansed you. You are a son and a daughter of God. You are free from the power of sin because of that blood. It's the blood. I'm telling you, it's the blood of Jesus. It speaks. It speaks better than the blood of Abel because the blood of Abel wanted revenge. The blood of Jesus wants to bring forgiveness, peace, joy, multiplied joy. He wants to bring healing. He wants to bring you insight and wisdom. All these things are laid out on the table because he says, I'll prepare a table before you, for you, before your enemies. That table is here set on this earth. There's no enemies in heaven. All we need to do is partake by faith. We need to believe, have living faith. Living faith. And we need to have living faith as we take communion today. Living faith. It's not just some historical fact that Jesus died and shed his blood. You you can believe in the blood that way. Oh, I believe in the blood. History says Jesus died. That's it. No, you have to have living faith in that blood. You can then think of it theologically. Yes, it's an ordinance of the church. This is what we're supposed to do. Wait for the juice, wait for the wine, whatever it is. No, you got to understand what it represents, and then you can partake supernaturally in the blood of Jesus, which brings us everything. If the blood of Jesus opens our access to the Holy Father, everything else is involved. Chris read. He created everything. Everything, seen and unseen. He owns it all. He owns it all. And he gave his life for you and for me. 
that's more valuable than the things. Hallelujah to Jesus. Yeah, if you want to stand up to sing this song and honor Jesus, yes. Hallelujah. Make this a personal thing for you. If you're needing healing, listen, think of the of your blood system and the veins that are going through. If you're born again, guess what? Jesus has purged the stain of sin out of that. You now have the living Jesus' blood through you. Now receive that because it's a law. It's the law of the spirit of life. We need to just tap into it. Tap into it. Just if you you're if you're just kind of holding back, don't hold back. The key is that even if you don't quite understand, you know, just tell him you don't understand, but you want to receive. Amen. Our Jesus, he sacrificed his body, his life for us. How much more will God freely give us all things? Let's sing this song. Hallelujah, Jesus.
and you brought plagues against Pharaoh and against Egypt. Yes. Ten plagues in that very last one. That very last plague was when the death angel was going to come and kill every firstborn as a judgment for sin, as a judgment against Pharaoh.
God tells the whole community, all of his people, here's how you will be free. There's two million people doing this. And the Bible does declare there's life in the blood. There's life in the blood. So they took that lamb and killed something innocent so they could be saved. And then what happened when John the Baptist baptized Jesus? This is him coming up here in the scriptures. This is what he said. The next day, John saw Jesus coming. He saw him coming toward him and he said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Everyone knew what that meant. Everyone knew what that meant because they sacrificed that and celebrated Passover every year. Every year. Every year. And in Psalm 105, it's verse 37, it says that when the Lord delivered them, he, they plundered the Egyptians. The Egyptian people gave them silver and gold and said, go. They gave them all their treasury. And it said they left Egypt with silver and gold, and there was not one feeble or sick person among them. Not one. Now, can you imagine not that? Not one. Three million people, old, young, babies, old people, they walked out. They walked out because this is another picture. God was taking them to the promised land. Yes. God was restoring to them their inheritance. Not one feeble one among them. Now, if God would do that under an old covenant, come think on. of what the blood of Jesus come is meant to do for us. Yeah, Amen. come on. So when we, when we eventually here take the, the symbol of the body of Christ and drink the blood, you are taking, you are taking salvation. You are taking the wholeness yes. that that blood brings. That's our inheritance. But we have to put faith in that. Yes, living faith. We must put living faith in Come that. Come on. And we understand without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness. This sacrifice had to be perfect. It could have no Adamic nature at all. Yes, she's born in a woman, but the Holy Ghost came over Mary. And that son was born, Jesus Christ. And that blood was perfect. That blood was from God the Father himself. Because the woman adds no blood to the baby. It was pure blood. That's why we say, precious is the blood. Precious is the blood. Precious is the blood. Precious is the blood. If you just open your heart to what that really means. Every cell, every cell in your body start to come alive. It's the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. This is Jesus' blood. This is His blood covers you. His blood heals you. His blood heals you. In Matthew 26, Jesus instituted what we call Holy Communion. And it was a Passover meal. Yes, it was. It was a Passover meal. Isn't that funny? The Passover meal where the innocent lamb had to be slaughtered. Jesus then went to the cross. Matthew 26, verse 26 to 28 says this, Now as they were eating, and this is just before Jesus knows he's going to Gethsemane, he knows he's going to the cross. 
the Last Supper. And now as they were eating, Jesus took bread, and after blessing the bread, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body. He knew his body was going to be beaten and scourged to a place that he would be unrecognizable. Why did that have to happen? Because the penalty for your sin and my sin had to be paid. You know, God is a perfect God of justice. His justice is perfect and it demanded a penalty. Sin demanded a penalty. And and God in his love would give his only begotten son to pay that penalty. That tells you the worth of that blood, and it tells you your worth. Yeah, yeah, it tells you your worth. What he was willing to sacrifice in order to have a relationship with you. It's holy. What we're doing is holy. So when when we eventually open up with these cups and we break that wafer, we are reminding ourselves of his broken body for us. So that we can be whole, so that we can find wholeness. Because by His stripes, you and I are healed. By His, He willingly took the beating because He knew what it meant. He knew what it would do for His people. We're His people. Glory to God. And then verse 27 says that He took a cup, and when He had given thanks, He gave it to them. They all shared a cup together. This is also telling us about the beauty of the body of Christ. We are all one with him. He shared the same cup. Yes. He gave thanks. He gave it to them saying, drink of it, all of you. For this is my blood of the covenant. It's a covenant. Yes. Life for life, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. You see, this is part of why we need to know him not just know about him but know him he becomes our life he gave his life for us and in response his expectation is i will give my life to you that's covenant. not just a little bit of my life in trust in faith all of my life everything the good parts the bad parts take all of me Lord. <laughs> so why don't we take that cup take our find our communion cups it's going to be uh, a little, little difficult to open. They're a little tricky to open. If you if you flick up that purple part gently, there's a very thin cellophane clear few part, clear part that shows the wafer first. It's not easy. We kind of struggled with this. This is the first time we've used these little cups. Might be the last time. (laughs) (laughs) If you're having, take your time. Does anybody, everybody? If your neighbor got his open, hand it to him. Jesus is 
blood was spilled for us so that we can avoid judgment for sin. And he does tell us in scripture that this is a covenant meal for people that are in covenant with God. And so we want to make this very clear. This is clear. for believers only. If you haven't surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, I'll give you an opportunity right now. But if you don't, do not partake of this. There's a warning in the Bible if you take this unworthily. But this is a covenant. This means life for life. That means you've given up your life to Jesus. That means you, you, you know him. You know how he would think because we have the word of God on how he would think. You, If you're born again, you have the Holy Spirit within you. He's leading and guiding you into all truth. And we need to be keenly aware of what the Holy Ghost is doing in our lives. Moment by moment. Not just like Sunday. I'm coming all oh, I can feel the anointing. No. Every day, every decision. And what we have to do is watch every reaction. You read a headline, you might start to growl. You read a headline... You should pray for that. We're not of this world. Amen is right. Our kingdom will come to this earth. But the earth will be all brand new. The Bible declares if you're not born again, you are under condemnation. That's a scary word. Especially if Jesus said it. And he did. Under condemnation. The only hope for you is Jesus Christ because He is the way, the truth, and the life. And remember, life is in the blood. And He spilled His blood for you so you can live this new life. If you're not born again and you want to be born again, let's do it right now. Just simply raise your hand. If you're not born again, you want to get saved? Why wouldn't you? All your sins are washed away got newness of life your destination is heaven and you're going to live for a billion years more longer and I want to do it the right way amen anyone very good I take it that every single person is born of the spirit in here or if not or if not you could just pass on this part let's look at 1 Corinthians 10 16 and 17 says the cup of blessing that we bless, is it not a participation in the blood of Christ? And the bread that we break, is it not a participation in the body of Christ? Yes. Because there is one bread, we who are many are one body. We all partake of the one bread, which is Christ's body. So we're doing this together as the body of Christ. And it does say in 1 Corinthians 11:28, let a person examine himself Here we first go. before we partake of the body. And then so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. That's why many of you are weak and ill and some have died. But if we judged ourselves truly, we would not be judged judge ourselves. Why is God asking us to judge ourselves? Because we're still prone to sin. Yes. Our hearts are still prone to wander from God. So how do we judge ourselves? 
Well, just close your eyes. You're, you're standing before the Lord. Lord, ask him, Lord, are there things in my life that are displeasing to you? That go against your word? It could be just any number of things. Sinful attitudes. Judgmental attitudes. Behaviors, lifestyles that are not, that don't represent who you are and what you've done for me as a follower of Christ. Because we are about to partake of your body and blood, Lord. We want to discern what you did for us and that you are a holy God and you've invited us into a holy covenant. And I just want to remind you, you know, God is not afraid of your sin. God's just looking for sincerity of heart. Yes. Sin in your life will make you feel guilty and sometimes make you just feel like I'm not worthy to even take this. Say, Father, I'm struggling. Just say, Father, I'm struggling with this sin, and I hate this sin. It's not who you made me to be. It's not who I am in Christ. I'm asking you to forgive me. Help me walk in the freedom that your blood was shed to give me, Lord. God is not afraid of our sin. He sees us. The Bible talks about a spiritual circumcision of the heart. In the old covenant, circumcision, you know, they had to do circumcision in the natural, which was painful. But, you know, certain spiritual circumcision of our heart can be cutting and painful to deny ourselves, to give up your own ways, yes. to be honest and open about your life before God, to be vulnerable before Him. This is what God is asking when he says, judge yourself. We don't want to be hypocrites. We don't want to be acting like I'm a follower of Christ, but, you know, on the inside of my heart, I'm not really sincere about this thing. Come on. God just wants a true and vulnerable heart. He'll forgive you of your sin. He says if we confess our sin, he's faithful to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's the power of the blood. So let's just be real with God. Before we partake, we just, yes. We want to approach you, Lord, with open and sincere hearts. Examine our hearts. Lord. Yes. We examine them with you, Holy Spirit. Put that on the altar. Tell him you're struggling. Tell him you want to break free. Invite him into the worst part of your life. Let him shine the light there. You might feel weak. When you do feel weak, that's when he says his power works best. When you humble yourself before God. Allow him to lead you. Allow him. One another thing is we've got to be obedient to what he tells us. Then. Lord, we thank you. I thank you that you're willing to forgive that your mercies are new yes. every morning. Hallelujah. Lord, we just declare that the world has nothing to offer us. We want to get under the blood. We want to stay in your house, Lord. Live in your kingdom. We recognize what you've done for us. We recognize you've called us into a holy covenant with you. And so we just take this, let's just take our wafer and let's just break it before the Lord and recognize your body was broken for us. Take it this, we believe your power is going into us, Lord, to heal and restore and give new life. Thank you, Father. Just eat and partake. Worship you, Lord. 
and the blood. That was, this is perfect blood. This represents perfect blood. There's no sin stain in it. And I want you to remember, life is in the blood. And Jesus poured out his life blood for you, for me, that we can partake of that life, newness of life. There's no sin stain. He was perfect in all his ways. He's the innocent lamb that was slain for the forgiveness of the sin, for the entire human race, for the entire human race. And you have to understand that we're not redeemed by, like it says here in 1 Peter, we're not redeemed from your vain way of life, inherited from your fathers with perishable things like silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish, without spot. Hebrews 10 says this, let us draw near with a true heart. You've examined yourself. It's true heart now, full of assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse them from an evil conscience and our bodies are washed with pure water. The blood of Jesus is speaking. It's speaking forgiveness, mercy, pardon. It's speaking healing. It's speaking protection and deliverance. Multiply joy and peace. That's what the blood is speaking right now. Let's put up that one scripture one more time. Hebrews 10, 22. Let's read that one more time before we partake. I think we have that. We have that yeah. up there. Hebrews 10, 22. Let us draw near. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. Yes. You're coming before the Lord now. We are coming before you, Lord, having our hearts sprinkled cleanse them from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. We thank you, Lord, for the power of your blood and your body broken for us. We thank you for the strength yes. that it gives us in Christ. Worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can put those right down on the... Uh, right where you found them in yeah. that little Hebrews 10, 19 reads this way. Therefore, brothers, we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus. Now, we are going out into a world that's against us. But listen, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. That old way of thinking that has built a, a castle in your brain that you always fall back to that sin you always go back to always go back it's causing you trouble but the word of God applied against it the word of God being obedient to it that's how that mountain's gonna change that's how that mountain's coming down that's well how you will walk in newness of life the Bible declares this in Revelation says they overcame they that's us Christians they overcame him the devil by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony to be victorious in life you need the blood of the lamb covering you and you need the word of your testimony which is the word of God it's the sword of the spirit overcame him there's no chance of failure 
They overcame him. I want everybody to stand up and say these things. This is what we're doing here. We're going we're gonna to become living, walking, Jesus freaks. Uh, I want you to say this. The blood of Jesus covers me. The blood of Jesus covers me. The blood of Jesus cleanses my conscience. The blood of Jesus cleanses my conscience. The blood of Jesus covers my family. The blood of Jesus covers my family. Now name them up and say the blood of Jesus covers my wife, covers Mamie, covers my son Ben. The blood, tell him, tell him, tell him that's a weapon you're fighting with. You're declaring things. It's the blood of Jesus that makes it happen. It's the blood of Jesus. Yes, cover your children. Cover your grandchildren. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory, glory, glory. The priest in the Old Testament used to take blood and put it on their right earlobe. They put it on their right thumb. And they put it on their right toe. The Bible declares that us believers are priests and kings. So you are going to be you're going to have a kingly and a priestly duty. We have it now. It's not going to happen. It's happening now. That blood on the ear, just like we read, cleanses your conscience. It'll purify the things you're hearing. The Spirit of God will tell you this is true, this is a lie. The Spirit of God will tell you, drop that. Don't think about it anymore. On your thumb, that means all the work of your hands will be blessed. All the work of your hands will be blessed. It takes living faith for this. You can't just think, oh, that's nice. That's theology. You have to believe it every time, all the time. Your faith needs to be active all day long, amen? That tone, that means wherever you go, you're blessed because you're covered by the blood of Jesus. You are covered by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, just like in the Old Testament, the Passover, God said, don't go out. We just stay under the blood. Amen? How do we do that? How do we stay under the blood? What's the secret? It's, it's simply obeying this. It's obeying this things in there. You know that. Hard things in there. That's when you say, Lord, I'm weak, but you're strong. I need your help here. You're covered with the blood. Covered with the blood. That is an invincible force field against the devil and demons. Amen? They can't touch you. That's why it says in 1 John that the evil one touches them not. Because we're covered by the blood. We're under the blood.